Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hey there, everybody. Roy Scovel here. And Daniel Van Kirk. We just want to let you guys know that if you enjoy Pen Pals, uh, our podcast that comes out every single Wednesday, then you might enjoy bonus episodes in our Patreon that come out every single Monday. That's four episodes a month. It's only $5, and they are all follow-up letters. So we hear back from our Pen Pals about whatever they're going through or sandwiches that they love or whether or not they like their new haircut. We hear from them, we read their letter, and then you hear them as well. Yep, that that's is it, at, right? Uh, that's it. And okay. it's at Patreon dot com slash pen pals if you wanna be my friend you and dad gonna get a pen maybe we can keep in touch like I did in the old days it wasn't so long ago Frog here, coming live from the Pen Pal Studio with your host Daniel Van Kirk and Rory Scovel. Kermit the Frog here. It's pretty good. That's mine's okay. It's pretty good. You're doing an A. I'm doing a B. None of us are C's, and I think that's really what matters, folks. You're listening to oh, Why Am I Going Pen Pals out? with Daniel Van Kirk and Rory Van Scovel. Today's a fun episode. Should this we is a fun. Tease what's this one? Today? People, this we're gonna give you. We're gonna go ahead and lay it out there. Lay the way, it out. We're gonna give the, you the syllabus. Th- we've got some specials tonight. Um, have you have you dined with us before? Um, we've got some specials. Here's the syllabus. Uh, we're gonna get to a letter. But as you may or may not know, depending on your level of Years uh, loyalty to yeah. this show, yeah. uh, and you don't have to have it, no. but if you do have it, Daniel and I finally went to the fucking cabin, and we went for our 42nd birthday celebration in mid-August, and... Uh, in we're gonna recap today, it. We're we'll gonna tell you all about it. We're gonna. It's our letter to you. It. That's our letter to you guys to say, "Hey, we talked about this forever, and now here. Look at our perfect symmetry." Oh, I didn't even think. Uh, our letter to you is, "Hey, we finally went, and this is this is what happened." Uh, spoiler alert: the cabin still stands, <laughs> but I will also we didn't say, even start a fire. I found some places where that. It could burn down accidentally and not even something Daniel intentionally does for insurance really? money. You're a home inspector? Yeah, pizza cooker. What? Um, it's dangerous. It's it is a dangerous not dangerous tool. at all. That's, you're too used to it. You can't see, the, you can't see it. You can't what? see the forest for the trees. <laughs> is that? No, it's forest. Trees for the forest. Trees. You can't, you can't see, see Forest Whitaker for the trees. You can't see the forest through the, the trees. trees of Whitaker, Forest Whitaker. Did you only know you can ever only... Yes. Walk halfway into a forest. Oh, why is that? Because then you start walking out. <laughs> Sergeant? Sergeant. <laughs> Who will be the first to write and go, I'm so tired of the mailbox thing? Oh, nobody. Someone will. Why would they? Because remember when we got called cackling idiots? That personality type. They're not still around. Yeah, but they come and go. 
They you come think? And go, There's people. They drop in to see what this is about they and drop bail in. on us? Not that one, but that personality type. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they go, they do this mirror thing. <laughs> I don't even know how you, How would you write that in a review? By the way, if you like the show, they leave a, us a review. They do a rusty metal. Four-star review, leave it. It helps our show. Rusty metal open close sound. That's what they'll say. Well, wouldn't that what you be? Would you know? But, but you're you're having to write what it is. Like they do this rear. Re- <laughs> oh, the actual onomatopoeia of it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> onomatopoeia. How did it end up there? How was that the word? I know, folks. Let's, we're not, let's not even waste any time because really? we got a big well, we I, got a big recap. Can you tell people where to send letters? If you want to send us a letter, I cannot. Fifty-four nineteen. Oh, am I close, Lissa? Fifty-four nineteen. Hollywood Boulevard, Hollywood or Los Angeles, California, but it's it's uh, Suite C, number one twenty one. Yeah. Tell people that I'm not cheating. This is insane. Nine zero zero two six seven. Yes, that was pretty good. Pretty That's good. Ninety eight percent. Pretty good. That was great. That was great. I I didn't know I had it in. There. I couldn't make as good a guess right now, right now after having just heard the correct what is answer. The street number fifty four nineteen. Fucking a, is dude. that right? Yes. Okay, here we go. Fifty four nineteen. Okay. Hollywood Boulevard. Yes. Hollywood or, or Los, Los Angeles, Angeles, California. Yeah, you're doing it. You're doing it. Nine zero zero two seven. Sweet C. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. One twenty one. Dude, you re- I've never felt more powerful! Rory, you repeated it right back after hearing <laughs> it. <laughs> Can I say what makes me super nervous? What? One, when someone has to get sworn in and repeat after me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. also at wedding vows when it's repeat after me. I'm like, oh, God. Did you guys do that? No. Or, yes, we did. Did you write your own vows? We wrote our own vows. Awesome. But I think we did do a repeat for me. I don't remember. But when I see it, I just went to a friend's wedding. And they were to be like, I do solemnly swear. I'm like, I do solemnly swear. Okay, okay. But like then when it yeah, goes yeah, along. Yeah, and yeah. also, do you remember Obama screwed up like twice when he was like hand on the Bible in front of everybody at the How inauguration? How many conspiracy theories do you think revolve around that? Well, I started Since a couple. he technically changed the word. He's not the, the, the president. Yeah. But he messed up and had to be said like twice. And it's so adorable. I think the third time, because Michelle Obama's standing right next to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on the third time, Michelle Obama goes, <laughs> like, Barack, come on. Yeah. Like, even yeah. she was like, what are you doing? Uh, big day here, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How many of those people do you want to walk into right Ideograms. now? How many people do you want to walk up to right now and be like, hey, quick question. Uh, is Barack still going to come take your guns? Oh yeah, I know. Okay, we don't need to go. And then, it, and they did, but he did. <laughs> he did. He did. I don't he have did. any guns. You want to know why? I used to have guns. Took them. Took them. Took them. Took them. Took them. Took them. Well, uh, let's go to the letter. I don't know why I decided to take a drink then. One letter today, folks. One letter. Yep. Oh, here it comes. Oh, there we go. No, I really want you guys to do this right. Okay. Okay. Let's go to the letters, and then you snap yourselves to the letters. Okay. Do we you don't move? have to jump. No, you don't have to hop. You just snap away. Okay. Okay. Can you leave this in? Yeah. Okay. Are we just doing the snap thing? Because we've already said it, right? Yeah. No, do the whole thing. Let's, Let's go, go to, to the, the letters. letters. Okay. Then you are at the letters. Do and we then film that separately? When you come back. That's when you hop into your seat. Oh, okay, like, ready? Oh, we just got back from the letters. Do we have a letter in yeah. our hand? We don't have to Do you have a shot anymore? of us if not wa- in the chairs? Yeah. Oh, okay. If you want to catch them, you can. Yeah, we probably shouldn't because technically that's the letters going to us. Yeah, ready? Yeah. One, two, three. three. It's going to be great. Okay. All right, but you have to leave in the behind YouTube, the scenes. If you want that. Why don't you read? Rory and Dan! I've had five sessions of hypnotherapy in the past year. Each session lasted about one and a half hours and cost about $175. Since we know nothing about hypnotherapy, we actually don't know if that's good pricing or not, but my instinct is that that's Just really over a good. dollar a minute. I mean, five sessions. Not even. 
five, five sessions. 90 minutes at 175. That's almost five $2 times. a minute. Five times. That's almost $2 That's a minute. That's 450 minutes. Jesus. What? My hypnotherapist has helped me overcome some lifelong behaviors like nail-biting and nighttime teeth grinding. I discovered these behaviors were physical manifestations of some deeper anxieties in my life. How incredible is that? Really? Yeah. Nail-biting and teeth grinding? Yeah. No shit. Oh, okay. (laughs) What's, What's hypnotherapy like? Yeah. It's a lot like the feeling and mental state you have when you're watching a really good movie. You're so fully focused and engaged with the story on the screen that you're no longer stimulated by the outside world. Instead of a movie, though, it's you and whatever you and your hypnotherapist want to address together from your life. So if you're willing to run a bunch of gassers together, why not each try a session of hypnotherapy and then commiserate over your experiences? I wish you well. Benji Bartell. P.S. And then I don't have the P.S. I don't have a P.S. either. There's no P.S. Oh, I think it's the thing that was just for us. Oh. Okay, so okay. Oh, can um, I say really quick? Yeah, commiserate always sounds bad. I oh my fucking god! What, buddy? That was what I was gonna start with. <laughs> I go commiserate, commiserate sounds makes it miserable. Like you're talking about a bad experience. Commiserating, but it must miserable. Not, right? I think it just means it's like to prohibited. Communicate. Sounds positive, isn't? Yeah, you're prohibited. We'll talk about that. You can't prohibit. You're prohibited. Is... Smoking prohibited. You're like not inhibited. Inhibited. Pro. Hey. Good. Is this Con- clever? Conhibited. Language is funny. Language itself. Is this a clever thing? Yes. Commiserate loves company? No. (laughs) (laughs) Strongly agree. But it does, right? It sounds like you were getting together to talk about a shared bad experience. But it must technically mean get together to talk about a shared experience. Why does it sound negative? Miz. Miz. Miser. Miser. Les Miserables. Yeah. Les Miserables. Misery. I didn't like that movie. Never seen it. You're not. You're you're fine. Really? You're fine. You didn't like it as in it's not good or you didn't we like went, it as Jordan, too scary? It's me, Jordan, I think just her parents. This has to be a rescreening. This movie came out. This is when it came out. It's the it's Christmas. You did not know Jordan when Misery came out. No, Les Miserables. Oh, miserables. The you, Miserables. Can you imagine the hopes I was doing over here in my head? You thought it was misery? Yes. That would have. Been, can I just say, that would have been an amazing night. Instead, we misery? went to see... Yes, but I'm saying that would have been an amazing night to go see Misery. I would have been like, this is the best. We saw a fucking great yeah, Stephen okay, King movie. I've never seen Misery. I've never seen Misery and I've never seen Les Miserables. I've never seen Misery. I know what Misery is. Right. Um, we should watch that. We should watch that. Scary movie time. In fact, we're about to talk, talk about watching movies. But okay, we, so you go. It was Christmas, and we yeah. went to see fucking. I am a Les tall Miserables. man. It was I just so. Sasha Baron right. Cohen was fucking great. The rest of the movie, I'm just like, get this. Isn't there a song like that where he sings that? Here. If I were a tall man and you are the short man. I don't know because I every 15. Minutes, I know it sounds like I'm doing a joke. It's like a three-hour movie. Guess. You saw it. You love it. You love it. It was like a three-hour movie, right? Yeah, it was very long. It was really innovative because all the singing was done live, which yeah. they've never done that. It, I, am I close with my eye? Russell Crowe was so his singing was so insanely bad. Russell Crowe, like, but he's he the one who sings movie? the song about being a man, right? Yeah. What is it? It's called um, "Stars." Okay, great. Every um, fifteen minutes, I leaned over to Jordan. And I go, "Why are we at this? Why did we do this? Whose call was it?" Her, her and her parents, they were like, we've got to go see it. And I'm like, great. Ha- now, had someone given oh. me a gummy and I would have sat in my chair, I would have been like, let's ride this fucking ride. Right. But instead, I'm dead sober. So you'd say in this and case, I'm sitting there going, disagree. I fucking hate this movie. You can tell it's very obvious who is on Broadway, who performs on Broadway in that cast and yeah. who has never. And who's a movie star. Yeah. yeah. Easy question, easiest question I've ever asked you. Ro- Russell Crowe role should have been played by Hugh Jackman. No. Um, not by Hugh Jackman, but there are a million other Chris people Sullivan. who could have. Oh my God, Chris Sullivan would have been crushed it. Spectacular. Crushed it. It was he so. Has played it. It was such an issue. I'm that, talking to you, Chris Sullivan. It was yeah, such we're a, trying to commiserate with you right now. Yeah, that's the perfect use. Thank you. Because it does, by the way, commiserate is 
like along the lines of sympathizing, like take joint sympathy. So it technically does kind of have a negative connotation oh, to it. Okay. Remind me what we're doing this. We need to do a, a, a peer-to-peer review on Melissa oh, getting a okay. microphone. You got it. <laughs> uh, here's what I like about this. Oh, we did finish it. Hypnotherapy. I am down to do this. You've done it? Never, but I am fascinated by it. I I met this. Isn't it just I gu- met this isn't it just guided meditation? I think so. I met this paler in uh, Morro Bay when I did my show not that long ago, and I was like, I just like when you see a, a hypno hypnotist comedy show. Okay, this is what I want to ask you're you. You're like, are they hypnotized? What's do going on? Do you believe in hypnotism? Like, believe I, in it? Like, when you hear the word blue, you're going to start barking. I think I do. Really? I think it's possible. Listen, do you, uh, you can answer. Do you believe in wow. true? This is the, this is a flip flop like I've never seen. Well, why? You go. It's I, controlled. We, we she went into some a- whole thing about Chris Sullivan. Hey, hey. Do you believe in hypnotism as real? Like, like when you see a clock, you're going to get turned on. Like, like goofy stuff like that. Yeah. It's not goofy. When I look at a clock, I'm always like, it's six o'clock somewhere. Is that what you meant? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that minds can't... I think that stuff, people are impressionable and things can happen. To a degree, though. But various people are impressionable on various degrees. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And people are more susceptible to the effects. So you go to a show... In Vegas with your in-laws. You guys just walked out of Les Miserables. Like, let's keep this fucking night going. <laughs> let's keep the party moving. You guys go over to Excalibur for a hypnotist show. Yeah. Do you think that person really is in control of that person's <sighs> mind is, and behavior? Th- this is where I get foggy because it. Ju- I'm, and I'm not just kind of like, so how curious. is it so fast? How is it so convenient? But and then I'm also like, how is it set up? Like. Because like, when people say to me, like, I don't believe any of it. If it's planted, like, when? But that's the only way, that's... if it's planted. Because when people go, oh, I don't believe any of it, I say, well, I've done a lot of stage work. And I've interacted with a lot of people. Yeah. And sometimes I have a hard time getting someone to just give me a straight answer on what they do for a living. Yes. And they're the ones who wanted to talk. Yes. Right? This person just got someone to act like a chicken, full on, 100% commitment to the bit. Yes. I don't think they could, unless it's a plant. Unless it's a plant. I don't think they'd be able to, seven nights a week, find someone in the audience who's going to go that hard at yeah. being a chicken. Yes. So but also, this is my question, because uh, um, Flip Orley was the uh, comedy hypnotist that would, and, and maybe still does, go, go place through the DC Improv, and would do like eight shows. It would be like two shows a night for most of the week. Wow. And... I never went and watched it because I didn't necessarily care. I was like, it's not really what I'm into. But I have thought about the plant thing. But I thought, you can't risk that there might be people that go, oh, yeah, we loved it. We decided to come again. And then you go, oh, God. Well, then you're going to know that it's a plant. That's a lot of plants. Exactly. And so you're like, are you getting different people every fucking show, every time you're in town? It's so much work. Or... Is it real? Are you actually getting hypnotized? I believe hypnotherapy is real. And I do believe that you can get into such a relaxed state and you can't. I I believe in that. Randy's wife did it and quit cigarettes because of it. Yeah, that's why I think it it does work. I mean, for what we're talking about, specifically the entertainment version of it seems too fast and the elements seem too... All, like the variables are too uncontrollable that it would be like, yeah, and then I brought up 12 people and I hypnotized all of them and I counted down from 10 almost faster than 10 seconds. Can I say and why? Like, and that worked? Can I say No it? one is sitting there feeling skeptical? Can I say an argument as to why it's bullshit? Yes. This would be an argument for that. There's no way everyone with, a hip, with hypnotism power, the power to hypnotize people, there's no way all of them are good guys. There has to be some bad people who can do it. And if that's true, how can we never hear about a con man or somebody being arrested because he hypnotized people into giving him all their money or he hypnotized people into like stealing things for him from well, they would not. Would there be a chance that they don't know that they did that? They would eventually get caught. I don't know. But, but I feel like, like you're like, giving away a good TV show idea. Like, Dave, you came in it here would be the other night. The hypnotist. You opened up the loading dock and you fucking... 
took all of the TVs and like whatever. You you stole all of our inventory. Dave would be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. But Dave would get arrested, and then eventually they'd find out because Dave's a good person. Hopefully that he had been hypnotized, right? Like there's there's there would have to if it's real there would have to be nefarious hypnotists. There would have to be. And then there would have to be a secret sect of people who make it their life's mission to take down those hypnotists. Okay, for the clip uh, for this episode, can we get just Daniel, everything he just said, and then just at the bottom is like, Daniel's gone Q. <laughs> Not the last part. <laughs> Jump cut to There one has of- to be nefarious hypnotists. Imagine that as a clip and no one knows what we're talking about. I know, but jumped cut to like a distant relative of mine reading that at the bottom. Like, yeah. Yes, finally. I knew he'd come I around. Knew he'd wake I up. knew he'd finally he'd open wake up. up that fourth I eye. knew the storm would awaken him. But don't you have to agree that there would have to be nefarious hypnotists if it was real? There would have to be people using it for, for ill means. Yeah. And that's never happened as far as I know. Yeah. Has you ever heard of it? No, not not to okay. my knowledge. So I'm saying that's an argument for why it's not real because yeah. people would use it for bad. It sounds like uh, a little bit of like a really good Twilight Zone episode, and not one to make modern day, but literally make it the, the old, old school. It'd yeah. be like such a good oh, one. I, I love the old school one. Writing that because the sets were so clearly a stage. You know, yeah, something so fun about the old dude, the old I Twilight have a whole Zones. thing to talk to you about this. All right, okay. Well, this is so the hip- podcast we could talk about now. But hypnotherapy. Yes. I do believe in it. And also, I'm willing to try it and do it. When you're under, though... Imagine you- the trust you have to have in that doctor. That's what I was going to say. I always had a friend who told me, never do drugs that, don't, that make you forget you did a drug. Yeah. Never do... Always don't, do drugs where no matter how things get, and sometimes they can get stressful or panicky or whatever, you're there. you go to yourself, well, I took a drug. Yeah. The, the worst are the people who... Who have done a drug where they no longer know they're on a drug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're really, right? Yeah. I wonder in hypnotherapy, even when you fully give in, right? You shouldn't go in there with skepticism. Why even there? Yeah. Are you always at some part of your brain is like, I know I'm under, I'm allowing this person into my annals of my brain to... Annals. Yeah, to work on whatever needs to be here. Um. Yeah, I don't. It seems so like I still haven't done acupuncture. I still haven't done acupuncture. I still haven't done it because of trust. And a little bit, maybe. I well, wonder, after we got that letter from Megan, I wonder what that. I mean, have, but first off, has I highly recommend the book "Many Lives, Many Masters." Never it heard is of a, this. It's a very interesting book, and it's about a hypnotherapist. Uh, who was uh, a therapist helping a woman, okay. and it's fascinating. I don't want to give too much away. It's not a fictional book. Okay. It's not a fictional narrative. It's it's this doctor talking about what he learned and how it changed his complete perception of like everything in what our lives are and how we die and what happens and like yeah. having many lives. Like you're you've been living many lives, and the people that are in your life are always sort of in your life, but different. Uh, Wait, different the, relationships. What you've lived before? Yes, that you've lived many times, and it, and the energies being that, like in this particular lifetime, Rosemary is your grandmother, but there is a lifetime where she might have been your husband, and mm-hmm. you were her wife. We've talked. Or, this is an yes. old school conversation we yeah. had about, like, with best friends. Do you do, do those souls just find themselves in, right in in multiple lives? Is your soul always the same, or is there no soul in this? Version. I, I, I no, I think it is. It's always the same soul. I think so. Different life. Different lives. Do you ever wonder? Many lives, many masters. You ever wonder in the like many lives, many masters? List uh, like all the lives that you have lived before. Yeah, like a million. Where this one ranks? Are you doing? Even long enough in the world. <laughs> are you doing tiring. a good job? I I have thought about that. Like, is this even? You know, what I've also this thought, is even I, top like, do you when do I'm you just right keep now. doing this over and over again until you get it, get it right and and you actually are a good person? And then you don't have to do it. Have anymore. you seen Ghost Story? No. Okay, Ghost Story, Misery. We have two Halloween Misery com- and Commissary, which is where you eat and watch Misery together. Commissary and you commiserate and Misery, the trifecta. So you would do this hypnotherapy? I would do it. Do you have? And you can say pass. Right? It's always our show. We right, just pass. talk about it. Is there anything you know you'd want to go to hypnother- hypnotherapy for? Maybe. I, 
this sounds so. This sounds. Th- th- maybe this doesn't sound crazy. I bet it doesn't. I was an altar server from second grade. You know, altar boy. Yeah, for sure. For second grade until eighth grade. Okay. And it's so. It are the the monsignor. Mm-hmm. At our church, which was also the school, mm-hmm. uh, was fired and I think arrested for molestation, which he he denied. Hmm. As, and, as they tend to do. Uh, yeah. And I remember this happened, and I think this is maybe around, I was in like sixth grade now or something. And I remember uh, the adults, you know, all the the, the members of the church being like, oh, these people, they just want attention that they would do this to this man. I remember that was like the angle of like the the, the parents and like people that were like, and this happens a lot. Yeah. The people are oh, immediately yeah. on the side of the priest. Yeah. Despite the fact the long running, like, <laughs> I know. molestation in the church. And I, a lot of my religious material came from this one moment of research because I don't really research anything. But I remember I just had this one thought one day and I go, I should, I'm going to look up Whatever happened to Monsignor Hopwood yeah. from St. Mary's Catholic Church in Greenville, South Carolina? Allegedly. Look it up. He has passed away. Okay. And right before he passed away, he confessed that he did. Uh, do he, he, he was a pedophile or child molester or whatever. And I remember being like, not surprised by that. More surprised that someone admitted it. Sure. Uh, well, he, he started thinking, am I really going to get into heaven? I, I think he started thinking, do I really believe in the religion I constantly oh, that too, preach? Yeah. Uh, and there's this, I have this memory, and I don't know if it's a real memory or not, okay. or if I've concocted it in my mind, but I remember like getting called to his office and going to his office, because I'm an altar server, and I don't remember if this ever really happened, but I can see myself going up the stairs. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's a dream yeah. or, or a nightmare of sorts. Yeah. And meeting with him in his office. And then I can't remember if I was in that room and then like left and like the secretary or whatever was just like, like, oh, Roy's not like feeling well or, or something. I, I would go to a hypnotherapist because I would want to know, is that real? Because if if you can dig into my brain and tell me that was real, then I would say I was molested. Mm-hmm. But there's also a world where that maybe never happened at all, right? And it was built out of a dream when I discovered that he did do the thing he was accused right. of doing. Does that make sense? Yeah, hundred. And so in my brain, I go, "Oh wait, that guy used to like this. This is the worst. That guy used to go around at lunch." to children and he would go up and like do like these shoulder rubs and like talk to us as we're eating lunch young young kids Mm -hmm. and the thing that kills me the most are all of the adults who just the teachers who are just like yeah that's the monsignor of the school so he's the most respected and you're like but you also know already as an adult that there is clearly an issue with priests and children you know it it's not that's not new in the 80s that's not new in the 80s and this guy's going around like talking to everybody and it's like adorable, but you're like, why is he touching all any the of the children? Yeah, any kid. Why? Why at all? But instead you're like, well, well he knows God. So he's, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the misstep of all of it. Where it's like, well, yeah, but we trust him because he knows God. Anyways, that inspired a lot of my like, here's how I feel about the church and unembarrassingly saying, these right. are my opinions. And right. I don't care if you go, ah, that's, none of that's real. I, in my head, I'm like... Can I ask you, do you want to know? I do want to know. You do want to yeah, know. Yeah, because either way, it, I don't think it is, is something that... If someone goes, oh, yeah, you, you, your brain protected you, you were molested, and your brain, you know... Does whatever it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you have trauma, you trauma blocked out. Exactly. I don't know that I would. I don't know that I would have a negative feeling about it. I think I would actually have some kind of relief that you didn't make it to up. where I would go. Well, now that I've identified a trauma that I have tried to delete, sure, I can now work backwards and like find some justification in behavioral patterns or something. Can I ask you, know? you a very serious question? Yeah. Do you worry, though, about the power of suggestion 
from a hypnotherapy well, standpoint. So this is what I mean when I say like, I'm definitely down to do the hypnotherapy. I don't know that I would go in and say I want to know sure. this. Yes. But I think that's why you got to like, there's a lot of trust there. When I was right. asking, um, when I was asking our paller here, uh, Benji, about this experience and what it's like getting hypnotized, mm-hmm. he was very much the way he describes it, where he's like, you're not totally just gone. I think you're saying you're just so relaxed and you're just more, you're more free and you're just able to like not have your conscience, I guess, block, block anything you're trying to like yeah. say or get to. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he, I mean, he made it sound like you're not in a vulnerable, right? Um, excuse me, a vulnerable like state or position. You're able to like respond. Yeah. Can I also and I say, guess snap out of it? Can I also say kudos to know. you for? I uh, guess also the movie well, Get we'll Out, out. has freaked us all out. <laughs> there it is. I was gonna say kudos to you, and I say this to all of our listeners for saying, "Hey, this is a thing I'm curious about that happened to to me potentially, yeah. potentially, yeah. because I think people who have been victims of molestation and things like that feel a need to not a need, oftentimes feel." a pressure or a feeling of like, I need to hide this away and not talk about sure, it. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. reason is, is you are not at all to blame. It is something that happened to you. Right. So talking about it or dealing with it or admit being able to admit it to other people is the only thing you actually are in control of. Right, yeah, and yeah. And so don't give it, a, don't feel, if you want to keep things private, that's your own volition. But don't ever feel like you have to keep it private because it's negative because of the or shame of naughty it. or shameful because yeah, 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 it yeah. didn't you had no agency in that scenario. That is something right. that it's the same as going when I was five, my dad drove into a truck. Yeah. Like you weren't driving the right. car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You if you if you and if you still have a limp from that, it is not your fault. Yeah. And yeah. you own that limp and you learn to live with that limp and, and you don't need to ever hide it. Out, out, like perfect word out of any sense of shame right yeah, yeah because it happened to you right you were a victim yeah i think that's why i would want to know because i don't think i would I, I don't think i would take that information and have embarrassment about it i think i would legit be like no i want to know <laughs> i really want to like have no, my brain like embarrassment, know. i mean i get embarrassment to a degree well, i think that's where the shame but, comes yeah, it's derived exactly, from that but it's like yeah, also yeah. like what am i embarrassed i didn't do shit exactly this fucker did. i think that's how i feel too yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. like i don't care and i don't sit there going oh i don't want that to have happened or like something you want to like wash off and be mm-hmm. like oh what i was the victim i get it and sure that's there but i don't think i would have like some overall uh life-changing um like not embarrassment but like being like ashamed of like oh i don't like that i had a sexual encounter with but you did this guy no let's say i did no what i'm saying you, you don't have any sexuality at all. Right. That yeah, person yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, That's that what I mean. I, monster I, but I think you also go, oh, yeah, I've, yeah, been, yeah, yeah. I've been violated. Yes, yes. I, I, while that is a fact in that case, if it were true, I wouldn't go, oh, I feel this. I feel something because I now know that I've been violated. Mm-hmm. I think, I and I don't know, because you, you don't know what happens when you uncover trauma or right. start to deal with it. But my instinct would be that I feel such a concrete... Um, awareness and sense of self at my age now that I think my prediction of how I would deal with it would just be like, I, I think I'd almost be like, okay, because I thought that was maybe a dream. <laughs> I think I'd almost have this sort of lighthearted response to yeah, it. Like, well, oh, because I feel, really thought I concocted that on my own. Well, just the certainty of knowing yeah. whether or not you can stand on this or not. Yes, is, yeah, yeah, Is yeah. it real or is it there? Yes, yeah, yeah. Dude. This Heavy stuff. Yeah, but great. I mean, so compelling. I, many lives, I, many masters. I appreciate I you for commiserating. Recommend me. that book. And it was commiserable to have to do that. <laughs> um, Benji, thank you so much. Thank you for coming to my show in Morrow Bay. All you uh, pal, pen pals that decided to come out and see that show, I really appreciate it. There is a chance Daniel and I maybe come up that way, not all the way to Morrow Bay. Maybe we stop in Santa Barbara. Maybe we go to Ojai. Who knows? But there is potential for a live pen pals in the in the future, up in that area. So if you enjoyed coming out and and uh, seeing me do stand up, maybe come out and see the thing that you've listened to me and Daniel do for a number of years now. But uh, Benji, we appreciate it. Great letter. 
Congrats on the recovery from the nail biting and other anxieties. We wish you well. Sincerely, your pen pal, Roy Scovel. And Daniel Van Kirk. And you decide who to put first. I bailed on that way before Rory. And I sustained it, so you know that I'm willing to commit. But I don't think people like that. They like commitment? Yes, 100%. I know one lady that does. <laughs> I am married, so... Um, uh, Daniel and I, as you've been told... Uh, yeah, dear pen pals, this is our letter well, from the, us to you. Our plugs, our quick plugs. Oh, Daniel and I that. will be in uh, it, the Come and Take a Festival in Houston, Texas in November. Yeah. This yeah. is a rescheduled... The weekend before Thanksgiving. Weekend before Thanksgiving. This is a rescheduled festival. You're going to see Daniel do stand-up. You're mm-hmm. going to see me do stand-up. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to see the two of us do... Maybe smaller spots in some places. I can't remember yeah, we'll what the full thing is. A little bit. And then uh, there's a live pen pals uh, that we're gonna do, and there is a chance we That's stretch. I don't know if we'll do a live secrets. We'll see what happens. Um, and then I am gonna be at Zany's in Nashville in late October. Great. If you're listening to this the day that it drops, which I believe is October 12th, tonight I'm at Largo with Amy Mann. Tomorrow I'll be in Nashville at uh, Analog at the Hunton Theater doing a live Dumb People Town with a couple of twins. And then me and those same boys are going to head to Chicago on Friday. That would be the 14th. We're doing a stand-up show and a, a live Dumb People Town. And then the next night... Uh, if you're a member of my Patreon or you come to my Hub City shows, you know what I'm doing in Manhattan, and maybe you'll be there. If not, come on. And then on the 16th, I will be doing a live Dumb People Town with the Sklar Brothers at the Bell House in Brooklyn. I had to cancel my Denver show on the 29th because I booked a gig and I will be shooting. I'm so sorry. And then everything else is at DanielVanKirk.com. I'm at Largo tomorrow night with Amy Mann. On the 13th? 13th, yeah. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Um, shall we? Yep. Dear Pallers. Pal- pals. Dear, dear Pals. Yeah. It's it's me. And me. <laughs> For years, I would say whenever we... I know when we met. I don't really remember when we became close. I don't remember when we started talking about the cabin. It exists definitely at some well, point on this show. you know me, so if you had to guess... You might be able to go back and listen to the moment I found out about the cabin. That's not true. There's I think so on no this show. No way I hadn't talked to you about my cabin in any of our hangs. There is a chance. Have you met me? Nope. Okay. Sometimes I feel like I haven't. So we go to the cabin. Well, well, actually what we do is we get together on Friday night. Yep. And you're doing shows at Comedy on State. Comedy on State in Madison, I drop in, Wisconsin. Do a couple of guest sets. Dan does some guest sets. All the Patreons uh, and pen pals come the next I reprimand my opener, Chris Gordon, for his behavior. <laughs> um, I like him. He'll also be at Zany's in Nashville in October. <laughs> so. uh, and then, it. so Daniel goes then, off, does his Saturday thing. I do my Saturday thing. And then Sunday morning, Daniel picks me up. I mean, and right when you walked out. Remember? Right when I walked out. Ready you to go. go. That could not have been better timing. Perfect timing. And we stopped. The lake calls. We stopped at the mouse house. Yeah. So Daniel stops at the mouse house to pick up some cheese. I think you uh, have a picture of it. For his mom. You don't have to show it now, but we can put it out. I, or, I was going to check. I think you're right. I do. I have a picture of you outside the mouse house. Um, uh, Daniel picks up some cheese for his mom and some for us. Yes. Beef sticks. And he grabs some beef sticks. Mm-hmm. Uh for Dan- Daniel, full-on Midwestern ready. Uh, he's grabbing beef sticks and cheese items, yeah. and he's saying, this is Wisconsin. Let's do it. Get on board. And, uh, and then we drove through Wyocena and Partyville, and I don't want to give too much of the location, but we headed north. We headed north. So and then uh, we get to town. We go straight to the cabin, right? Or did yeah. we go straight to eat? We, I think we ate first we walked into that first diner we went to the first diner they it did was trump town usa <laughs> trump might have actually been there making some of the eggs um we did not they didn't want us there there no one when you if you're gonna leave a yelp review and you say we waited five minutes for our table what here's what you need to do you need to shut the fuck up right <laughs> daniel and i didn't wait five minutes for a table we waited longer just for a hello. <laughs> yeah. Just for a, hey, 
Hey there, hey fellas. Anywhere's good. G- give me a second. Yeah. Not there was zero acknowledgement right. from anyone. New at owners all. of that diner, as I told you when we parked, yeah. and I was like, I'm on the fence, and yeah. now I'm not. I'm over the fence. And also, Daniel, and I pointed this out. Daniel does something. He did something that I I do. Also, but I do it a little too late. Daniel knows before anyone even acknowledges that no one really had food at their table, and he goes, "No one's really got food at their table." And go, that's that's We're all. You, that is the only sign you need. Yeah, it's not necessarily bad for the restaurant. Things no, happen. Fine. Things happen. Yeah, but it's the sign you need to go. Today's not the day for you to pile on an order that they can't get to for a right. while. Right. So just get out of there. Right. Re- alleviate the situation. Right. And so, so then we went to to another place. Went to another spot, and uh, they went loved in. us. Sandy, Sandy loved us. Loved, loved you. Us. Loved you. I didn't. Sandy and I didn't really get to know each other. <laughs> uh, and we had a great, great meal. Yeah. We grabbed some stuff I had from the grocery the store. Breakfast sandwich. Daniel went off menu, uh, which the next day was not appreciated. Uh, but I know that's a whole other. Deal. Went to the grocery store, grabbed yep. some stuff we said we were going to need. Yep. And then let the, the, we get to the cabin. Cabin's great. What do you think of it? It's, it's not very, what I expected. Really? Yes, because in your it, mind... It's okay if you say it's like scummier. I was going to say scummier. I was going to say it was a cesspool of gross. Um, no, but no. I mean if it's, it's no, not it's fancy. Just, but that's the thing. I, did, I never pictured fancy because okay. you always made it very clear that it wasn't fancy. Right. It's just not... It wasn't the size or the setup... Smaller or like the or outside the setting. It was a little smaller than I thought. Yeah. I think I I think I also pictured even though I knew this cuz you've told me this, I couldn't stop picturing that it was on the water. Even though you yeah. had said it's yeah. not on the water, it's a walk. Right. Right. But my brain was like, "No, he doesn't know. He doesn't know about the cabin. <laughs> he doesn't know where the cabin's located." Cuz my mind was just like I, I I think I had also placed in my mind lake houses I had been to. And my only, and they reg- just slide in like one of those three D. My only regret that you can never control <laughs> is we were in an eighty-five degree weather time of year. Yeah, and getting about seventy-four, seventy-five degree weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it felt chilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a chilly it vibe. Just not. It didn't feel like man. We got the water. Go, we got to go get in the lake. The water in the lake had a little bit of a bite. And to it, it just bums me out so much because that was your first time. And whenever, and it, for my oh, one look. millionth time. I always want to be at the lake, always, yeah. when it's like, fuck, we got to go get in the lake. We got it's to. It's too hot. And we're melting. And we did not have that. Now, I feel like we, there's nobody better for, for filling what we did have with good times. Oh. But, I, but we didn't have the quintessential, you got to get in the lake, man. But and that's what I hope for if we ever do it again. And I, and I get that. What we did have, though, is we threw our stuff down and Daniel... Uh, was like, we can go up to the golf course. And so we went up to, got in the car, and drove mm-hmm. up to the golf course. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite. This is maybe my favorite. You were One of my this. favorite parts so of the whole so thing. So much I thought you might create like a YouTube channel about it. What'd you I, call it? Shooting dirty or... What'd you <laughs> shoot? That was a different... That's not you. That's porn. <laughs> that's you porn uh, that you're talking about. You, you, down and dirty or... Something. Down and dirty you know, you, on you the golf course. Do you remember what you kept calling it? Um... No, it's okay. Yeah, I'm not I trying to remember. tee you up, but you did have like a real like name for it. Just grab and go, like you were like, yeah. Uh, f- I can't remember it because okay. just not having your clubs. Yeah, yeah. or anything. Yeah. Uh, so you, so we go to the golf course. We go to the golf course. We get, we rent a bag, which is not. It's we just get some clubs, which are all crusty, dirty, mm-hmm. not great. But it's kind of we and we went there's there, something fun about we it. We went there not even with the intention of playing golf. You're right. You're just like, yeah, we'll go check it out. Yeah, and we both are got our I cocktails. I playing a slot machine. I hit that bonus. What were we drinking? There? No, What did, we walked in with our own cocktails. Oh, and I the next day I saw on the door, one. it said you couldn't do that. That was your first one. The the Canadian club. Yes, and ginger ale. And ginger ale. In a, in a ABC uh, like, uh, building I would, materials I would drink one right now. Cup uh, from Brad Messer. We go in, get the clubs. And, and here's the thing I'm excited one. about. I don't know the course. Daniel's never even played golf. And I'm like... What I love was the weather for golf was fucking great. The sun was out. Mm-hmm. No one. We're actually teeing off at a late enough time in the afternoon that no o'clock. one is really playing. Yeah. There's no one behind us, I think, that whole time. There's really no one in front of us. We had the whole thing to ourselves. We got some balls, just some shagged balls, and we're just playing golf and having some drinks, and it was so fucking relaxing and fun and just beautiful Wisconsin 70s, summer weather. 70s music. Some 70s, mu- 70s music going. Chilling out, played nine holes. Yeah, came back in. Saw a fox. 
Ninth hole, which is really, yeah, the ninth hole. So describe this ninth hole to people who don't know golf. Dog so leg left. That means you're going to be teeing off, and it's going to, the whole, the fairway is going to be turning to the left. So your tee and shot, a you had to take that it you out. you don't even know about. Water hazard, I don't know about. You had to take your tee shot out. Daniel and I, uh, uh, I hit a tree and bounced into the fairway. Yep. And then like, hit it. And I didn't even know. You're like, that's you, dude. And then our approach shot, I took a five iron over water and landed on the green and I am ecstatic. Ecstatic. Because I was just like, that's the best shot I've hit of in, in many You shots. didn't even know you had to go over water until yeah. we came around the bend. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we get down there and we putt it. Daniel and I were playing best ball, so we were kind of playing as a team. Sure. Putt it and we make par. Well, you. On that hole. And as you we're taking... You didn't birdie that? No. And as we're taking the clubs back up to the... The women? The, the clubhouse. There's a group of women that clearly play all the time. Like One of them lives on that hole. You used to be hole. in the Red Hat Society type. Yeah, thing. and she. They were like, they were talking to us, and when I said we had, they were talking to us like, ah, look at these guys. They're not dressed for golf. They're just renting mm-hmm. clubs. And when I said we parred nine, boy, did the vibe change. They're like, you guys parred, you parred the ninth hole. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, we did. And yeah. I go, and I already, I know why that's a big deal because that's a that's a hard fucking hole. Yeah. To par, and they were like, "Oh, you guys could come back for our tournament." And I can't remember when you guys could come play as oh, our yeah, guests kings, in our tournament. Kings and queens, they wanted kings and you queens, to you guys the, be our guests. Yeah, and play in the tournament. Like, you don't want me. You yeah. want him. Now, what up happens next is why I love the cabin. It's also because, why I love the cabin. So we had a plan. Actually, there's a few things. We had a plan. Yeah, and we were gonna. We had stakes that I had won at a meat raffle the night before. Meat I can't raffles. believe we lost for that. I want to. Yeah. I won a meat raffle five times the day before. Yeah, we had New York strip steaks in the fridge. Yeah, we had bought some things to go with them. Yeah. we kind of knew what our night was gonna be. Yeah, and then as happens so often we had a at plan. the cabin. Yeah, yeah. Somebody goes. I think it was me, but only because you didn't know. But you're the same type of person. Let's run across the street. To the little resort that's from on the, the golf lake. course clubhouse, yep. we get in the car and we drive and have a hundred yards to park. Let's just go over there and have a drink. Yeah, sun's setting over the lake. Not even. It was probably yeah. three o'clock, three thirty. It, it was four thirty, I think. And I think they weren't really going to start serving till five. But Daniel just did a show there the night before, yeah. and you knew all the staff, anyways, yeah. from growing up there. Yeah. And so we walk in. They're like, "Yeah, what do you guys want to drink?" And Start I ordered old fashioned. Yeah. And I go, you want to take a drink? And you go, you know what? I, I get why you love it. Because they do this a little bit different. It's a brandy old-fashioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. You go, I, I, I don't think it's bad, but I think I want another Canadian club in ginger ale. And I and proceeded to have seven in a row. <laughs> we, all of our plans get ruined. Everything gets ruined. Daniel can't stop DJing on the, uh, the jukebox, and he gets darts for the electronic dart throwing, and we then threw darts for... We played six solid hours. We played eight of games. drinking and playing. Darts. We played eight games of darts. At one point, we went down to the lake to have our drink in the middle of a dart game. I left my cell phone on the pool table. Yeah, and I'm like, it's fine. Nobody's gonna mess yeah. with it. And no one did. And I left it up there. We go down. We sit at the end of the dock, have a full drink, yeah. talk conversation. We go back up, play two or three. Favorite more games. part is that no one is really at the bar. Like it's such a sitcom. Well, because yeah, it's it, Cheers. It's it's everybody's first day because you book rooms uh, Saturday to Saturday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And sa- and Sunday was a little bit chilly, and I think people had like finally getting settled. It's not your craziest day. Yeah, yeah. And so we, but it did start to fill in because yeah. then we met some guy who was like trying to get drinks. For his dad, he's like, no, no. He goes, I just put my eighty year old dad to bed, and now and it's playtime. And then we, <laughs> but he's supposed to be like getting drinks for the family back at the wherever the cabin yeah. they're at, and uh, we rope him and another guy into playing darts against us. Yes, and we kick their ass. And this guy, it, this guy throws darts. He throws bags. <laughs> this guy probably he is kept amazing us, you guys at croquet. I'll whip your ass. Horseshoes. Like, he brings yes. it. Croquet. Uh, he brings we it. Ladder in. golf. He brings it. This guy plays games and he bets money. And you you could, know he does. And you could tell the guy that and was with him. And he knows at least three magic tricks and two of them you haven't seen before. The younger guy that was with him, you could tell, like, just married his niece or yeah, something. Yeah, because like, the younger guy was more where I'm at. Daniel's throwing darts and knowing his stuff. I'm trying to keep up with Daniel. I'm just trying to do what Daniel does. 
Daniel's basically head to head with this guy, and then me and the son are trying to like. I'm trying to beat the son. Really, but you did. I did beat him handedly. So we win both those games. I was also. I was. We get knockered. We get back to the cabin. <laughs> I am right. For I anybody am Seagrams. For Seagrams and Canadian Club. I'm deep in it. For anybody who worried, it's a it's a it's a ten minute drive. Get, let, absolutely zero traffic. Let me jump in here. It's rural as rural can be. We might have walked to be honest. I don't. Even this is my remember. favorite part, and this is this is what will live in my heart forever. Uh, that that first night for sure, but we now get back to the cabin. We're drunk. Daniel, ha- we are drunk. Daniel has uh, massive amounts of VHS tapes all over the cabin, and they have a VCR. And uh, Daniel says, "Let's watch a movie." I'm now giddy that we're not only going to watch a movie, we're going to watch a VHS VCR mm-hmm. movie. So while Daniel is now preparing, that is correct. A tombstone pizza. I fucking bet your ass. In a in a pizza heater that it's made for it, it says tombstone it on it. Made it's from a gas for station. My mom he bought got, it at a garage. They got enough Marlboro points and they bought this <laughs> tombstone pizza <laughs> That's fucking a very eater. Good pull. And it it is magical. It is a magical it device. Turn the dial. Put it in, turn the dial, and then that pizza Perfect. comes out exactly how you want that pizza to be. It's yeah. it, it's I don't know why. Most homes don't have that I for pizzas that size. It's very ergonomic. You eat a lot of every every microwave pizza is basically that size, mm-hmm. or every like you know, yeah, tombstone or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, I look at all the movies, and I go, "What is this spring break movie?" And Daniel Lights tells me like how it's an tree. absolute classic. Yeah, he has seen it so many times. Every time he does like guys week weekend uh-huh. up there, they always watch Spring Break, and I go, "Oh, it's clearly like one of those cheesy." Poorly done '80s movies. TNA. That's just it's showing boobs and butts, yep. <laughs> and that's why people see it. And I go, "This is what we're gonna watch while we eat team, Tombstone Pizza." And we are drunk, and it was. The, I don't know what it is. Garland's first movie. The movie is so bad, yeah. but you can't not watch it. And it's not, Lissa. I know what you're thinking. As a woman, you're going. They just wanted to watch it for the boobs and butts. You almost forget that's a part of it. You do. You almost forget you're even going to see a well, naked woman. Because you worry about what happens to Nelson. You're literally like, what is the? What are these guys doing at spring break? They don't belong there. They're nerds. <laughs> yeah. And it was so incredible as a movie. And we're running out of time, so I'm going to speed up slightly here. Yeah. It's so incredible as a movie that the very next day, mm-hmm. and this is what I've only recently reflected back on, Daniel and I lived the exact same day the very next day. We did, actually. We played nine holes of golf We went to the again. same place to breakfast. We went to the same place Different to eat. Different server, because uh, Sandy Different went server to who casino. was not into Daniel's charm at all. <laughs> then we went and we did we did golf again. Mm-hmm. We... <laughs> You're gonna we say went it? to the bar yeah. again. We played darts. We played a completely darts different guy again. Whose girlfriend gave him professional darts from her league, yeah. and he beat us. He beat us the, the first time. But right? he was but losing. Didn't I win the second. You time? You won the second time. Yeah. Okay. We went back to Daniel's. This time we had bought sandwiches that afternoon, so we had our second half well, of sandwiches. We, we did golf better too. We brought drinks. We brought stuff for Canadian we did, club. All and we did was improve upon the, the previous day. day. It's like our own Groundhog's Day. It was like our own grandma's day. Dialing it in. Slightly dialed it, just like he did. Yeah. And we we sat down, and we were about to watch a James Bond movie. And we were a little high, and I said to Daniel, I know this is crazy. I kind of want to watch Spring Break again. And Daniel was more yes and than those two words can even actually describe his yes ending. Daniel was like, you got it. (laughs) We rewind it, because obviously it was all, all the way through. We rewind it. We watch it again. We eat our sandwiches. I think you still made another tombstone for almost like uh, a I did. post-dinner appetizer. I don't know what that's yeah, called. Yeah. Uh, you non-sweet some. dessert. Do you know what I loved during the second round? You go, I'm going to be honest with you. I have no idea what's happening in this movie. And I go, me either. And Daniel goes, and I've seen it 30 plus times. And I don't know that I understand this movie or what's happening. Entirely and Daniel know. goes, let's really try to watch it. Well, we were high. <laughs> it's so poorly made, you don't know what's next or I the know. scene that was before. You're like, where are we in the story? So Who is that? Why is that guy talking? There's one part where they're just driving around. Is it Panama City? Yes. Where it's, are they? It's at? Florida, and it's but just, not Panama City. All it yeah. is is signs of real bars yeah. in 
Panama City or wherever they're at. I want to remake. I've never been more inspired to make a movie. I want to remake Spring Break shot for shot as a better looking movie, but acted the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same lines. Go, go, same, go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah, same, just whatever it is, but just make it look better with different people and just go. And people go, why'd you do that? Be like, because we had $10,000. Yeah. And that's all it costs. And for everybody. <laughs> Then we we uh, we hit the hay, and then we got up the next morning. Yeah. And for anybody who's like, "Wow, you guys caught a cold August uh, weekend," which happens, right? It's like, yeah. it's been so warm. Even the, like a week ago, it was like in the nineties in Rochelle. Uh, it was sixty-two degrees. Yeah. In early August. Yeah, yeah. When we left. Yeah. Uh, the next morning, and then uh, we went to Chicago, and as we've already talked about, we went got, to Rochelle. So we went to Rochelle. We went to Rochelle yeah, Schoolhouse, yeah. Country School, Country School. I keep calling it Schoolhouse. Well, it is. A, it is. It looks it, like yes, a school it was meant house. to be the yeah. the country school. Remember, you said you yeah. never noticed the, yeah. the, the country uh, school. I met Rosemary, a delightful woman. I had written her a uh, card much. as a pen pal. Yeah, uh, she couldn't read it. She couldn't read it because she started. But she cry. tried to read it out loud. Tried to read it. Might not have been able to read my handwriting. That's what uh, it was. Then Daniel goes, "I'll read it for you." And then Daniel starts to cry. <sighs> and then I go, "Do you guys want me to read the card for both of you?" And I read it, and they both just cried in front of me, and it was pure bliss to just touch these two souls but uh, you got to meet nephews and i met uh, nephews Aunt Connie, Aunt, uncle ken uncle ken drove us to chicago met my mom uh met daniel's mom met um uh you met a lot of people kenny there's Mary Lou, reed ronan tommy bobby god you have so much family i know that was a that was a fraction and then we did uh we did dinner in Chicago with Muser. Yeah. At Ever. And we have this bottle which of just hosted, to prove it. just hosted Nine Inch Nails. Really? Just had Nine Inch Nails at the restaurant. Wow. So that's pretty cool that they were able to have two rock stars and then a, you know, a rock star band of sorts, <laughs> but had two rock stars in there first. Uh, it was a great time. I feel like we did it right. Yeah. I would love for you to bring the family to the cabin some yeah. year. Get a warm weekend. I would actually stay at that resort. Get like the room. You, know, well, you want a cabin. I think it's just because I want to like drink at that bar and throw darts. <laughs> Jordan's like, when are you going to come hang out with that, me and Elliot? I'm like, uh, look, I got to win I'm this tournament. I'm in the darts, babe. Babe, I signed up for the tournament. Yeah. Almost actually shooting it at the resort of the cabin, that's where you remake Spring Break. You shoot it there. I mean, yeah. You could. You could. <laughs> All right. It was so much fun. That's our letter to you. Uh, yeah. We hope you guys do fun stuff too. If you've ever done, have you ever been to Daniel's cabin? That's our question to them. Have you guys ever gone to Daniel's cabin? Like, and- some people who listen to this yeah. probably have. They might have. Yeah. Um, all right. We wish you well. Sincerely, your pen pals, Daniel Van Kirk and, and Rory Van Scoval. Pen Pals is produced by Lissa Rubin and engineered and mixed by Chad Bouchard. Our artwork was created by Jeffrey Tice, and our theme music is by Patrick Keenan of the Winter Sounds. You can follow Pen Pals on Twitter and Instagram at the Pen Pals Pod. You can see all of that content thanks to Caitlin Bordini, who runs our social media. Head to youtube.com slash Daniel Van Kirk Comedy to watch these episodes absolutely free and subscribe to patreon.com slash penpals. For only $5, you can listen to a follow-up letter every week, and you'll be the first to hear all upcoming Pen Pals news but the easiest way to support the show is to rate review and subscribe on itunes and tell everyone you know about your two favorite cackling idiots hashtag grow the show Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. 
It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.